Hello, fellow planeswalkers, and welcome to Into the Ether Vortex. My name is Ninja Boy, your guide into all the different ways you can enjoy Magic the Gathering and how they all come together in this something wild, wacky, and a little bit magical. With Ikoria being out for about a week on digital and in parts of the world on paper, I figured now would be a good time to go through what decks I have that get updates from both Commander 2020 and Ikoria sets. Uh, I'll probably do an episode later on at some point where I go through all of my individual decks at some point, but in the meantime, I'll try to do a, give a brief idea of what each deck ha wants to do. Uh, and for the most part, most of these decks are going to be EDH Commander decks. Um, you know, there are other decks I'll mention at the end of the episode, but for now, all of these are uh, Commander ED8s. So first up, we have decks that don't have any changes. Um, so these are my Brea, Thopters, and Assembly Workers deck, my Dapala, Dwarves, and Vehicles deck, my Edgar, Markov, and Soren Markov Vampires deck, my Golos, Snow Tribal deck, my Kumena, Merfolk deck, uh, my Sarkon and Ugon Cycles of Tarkir deck, uh, and also my Sarkon, uh, or sorry, my um, Surak uh, Teamer Tarka tribal deck, and finally my Yuriko Ninjas deck. Um, so all of those decks don't have uh, any um, updates from my Korya, mostly because that this tends to be a human-centric deck and uh, not a lot of decks actually run these tribal non-humans uh, showing up in, in the set. Uh, but more importantly and more interestingly, let's look at some decks that do have some changes. Uh, so first up, we have um, my Beckett Brass Pirates Tribal deck, uh, which runs pretty much as many pirates as I can cram in there, plus Angrath, plus some Treasure Makers. And I do try to win uh, with some alternate win conditions uh, with Treasures, uh, the most prominent being Revel and Riches, but just having more Treasures in general is pretty good. Um, there is a card from Commander 2020 called Sunny Impetus. Uh, it is a two and a red for an enchantment aura with enchant creature. Enchanted creature gains plus two plus two and is goaded, meaning it attacks each combat if able and attacks a player other than myself if able. Uh, whenever the enchanted creature attacks, I create a treasure token. So obviously this plays into the treasure theme of the deck I'm not entirely sure if this will actually make the cut in the end. Um, I'm not sure what I would take out for it, but um, it's just nice to have the option to add another treasure, um, maybe force uh, a problematic creature to attack into some big blocker or uh, attack a big blocker into somebody else aside from myself. So hopefully I'm able to find a way to deal with the creature when it eventually comes to attack me. Uh, next up, we have uh, Arabo, uh, my uh, green-white cats slash Ajani tribal deck. Um, and obviously, cats are one of the tribes supported within Ikoria. Um, so there are a lot of uh, good things coming in here. Uh, probably the most uh, compelling uh, is Kahira, or the, the Orphan Guardian. It's one Selesnya uh, Selesnya, so either one green-green, one white-green, or one green-white for a legendary creature cat beast um, who has a companion. Each creature I control in my deck is either a cat, elemental, nightmare, dinosaur, or beast. Um, since pretty much all of the creatures in my deck are cats, uh, it shouldn't be too much work for me to actually get this in as a 101st card. Uh, in fact, I only actually need to remove two non-cat creatures, uh, and both of these deck these creatures are uh, decks from the Ajani Planeswalker Tribal decks, uh, which I included. Uh, one is, uh, I believe, Ajani's Companion, um, and the other is, um, uh, uh, oh sorry, Ajani's Comrade, which is an elf, and then the other is uh, Golmane Griffin, which is an Ajani uh, tutor. Um, so both of those can be removed uh, so that I can have Kahira come in. Um, and then, you know, the other ca cards that come in, um, we have Cub Warden, uh, which is a two, three and a white for a cat creature. Um, it has lifelink, and whenever this creature mutates, uh, which the mutate cost is two white and white, I can create two additional one, one white cat creature tokens with lifelink. So, you know, this buffs up a pre-existing uh, cat token that I might happen to have lying around um, and makes more cat tokens. Um, and then uh, it's a 3-5 as well. Um, I also have a Frontland Felidar, uh, which is two green and white for a cat beast creature. Um, it has Vigilance, and creatures I control with Vigilance gain one, 
tap tap target creature, uh, which is really a nice combination with uh, some of the Johnnies, which grant um, vigilance to my entire team. Uh, so that's a pretty nice wombo combo there. Uh, we also have Huntmaster Liger, which is three and a white. Uh, it has mutate for two and a white, and whenever this creature mutates, other creatures I control get plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of times this creature is mutated. So if I'm somehow able, you know, most of the time there's going to be a plus one plus one boost for one turn. Oh, it's on a three four body. Um, you know, that's not bad, especially if I have a bunch of life linking creatures. If I'm able to get it onto whatever uh, Cub Warden mutated onto, um, and that is a plus two plus two for that turn. So nice little. Um, uh, anthem right there um you know i'm also th i was thinking about moving to naya there are a bunch of uh red cats um specifically you know there was survive thunder main which plays on the cycling which i don't have too much in this deck so maybe not that one but um you know uh regal leosar i was thinking of is red and white for a dinosaur cat creature and it mutates for one boros boros so one white white one red red or one red white uh, whenever this creature mutates, add um, it. Uh, creatures I other creatures I control get plus two plus one until end of turn on a two two creature. Um, so you know this could be a nice again a nice repeatable um, anthem if I get cupboard or hunt master Ligo on there. Um, uh, that said, you know. What else I would add in there? Uh, well, one, I have to change the commander. The only, you know, Naya cat I can think of that would make sense would be uh, Marisil, Break of the Coral, which is one red, white, green, and white for a legendary cat warrior, um, which goads the creature, which goads my opponent's creatures, um, and also prevents uh, spells from being cast during my turn on a 5 4. Could work. Um, the other stuff I would add in the 99 to, you know, Make it up to to make uh, take advantage of the additional red. Uh, I would be able to add a Johnny Vengeant, uh, who's the two red and white a Johnny Planeswalker, um, who I'm the only Johnny I don't have in the deck, as well as uh, one of his um, flavorful cards, Soul's Fire, which is two and a red for an instant target creature uh, I control deals damage equal to its power to any target. Um, you know, going along with um, you know the other Johnny Tribals deck. Um, Soul's Majesty and Soul's Might. Um, that said, I'm probably not going to end up going um, Naya. I might just leave those out. Um, but still, uh, it's nice to have some upgrades for Cat Tribal in this deck. Um, next up, another tribe that was supported uh, in this set is uh, Dinosaurs. Um, and so I have a Dinosaur Tribal deck, uh, normally led by Gishath, uh, though I do also have Grimlock from the Hasbro Cons as a uh, commander sometimes if i'm feeling a little bit spicy um, i also include all the huatli planeswalkers because of course dinosaur planeswalker um uh, unfortunately you know we talked about kahira the orphan guard uh, there are too many non-dinosaurs in the deck for me to take out um, a lot of uh, cards that ramp or are synergized with dinosaurs from ixalan or humans um, so i'm not going to be able to run the to run kahira as a as a as a companion here um, another th thing from this set is that most of the relevant dinosaurs from C20 and Ikoria are in red. Uh, there are a lot of good dinosaurs in blue and that have blue and black in the color identity, which I can't include here. Um, so, you know, there are some that are, that I'm probably not going to end up including. Um, you know, we have, you know, Forbidden Friendship makes a 1-1 red dinosaur creature token with haste. Not really what I want to be doing in Commander, um... Momentum Rumbler is a little bit slow. Um, it's three and a red for a dinosaur that uh, when it attacks, if it doesn't have first strike, put the first strike count on it. And if it and then if it attacks, if it has first strike, um, which means it'll be the second turn after it attacks, uh, it gains double strike until end of turn. It's on a three three. A little bit slow for what I want to be doing with the dinosaur deck. Um, so probably not going to include that one. Uh, Pyroceratops uh, gets a plus one plus one counter. Uh, it's a three and a red uh, elemental dinosaur with trample. It gets plus one plus one for every non-creature spell. I cast on the 2-3 body. Um, again, I only have 16 non-creature spells in the deck, uh, so probably not what I want to be doing here. This definitely fits more in a spell slinger type deck. Um, Solely Badger Sword has a lot of payoffs for, you know, if you discard a creature card, you put a plus one plus one counter on it. If you discard a land card, you make a treasure token. Uh, and if you discard a non-creature card, non-land card, uh, it fights another creature. It's a 3-3 three, three for a 3 and a red. Um, fun, fun creature type. It's a Badger Dinosaur. Um, 
um, but I don't have a lot of discard synergies in the deck, so this is gonna isn't gonna work in there. Um, imposing Vanthasaur is a white dinosaur, um, five and a white for Vigilance five, uh, three six, uh, with cycling one, which is nice, but cycling isn't really again um, a major component of the deck, um, and there are just more impactful bodies on there. Um, and finally, probably the one that I'm most surprised I'm not going to be including is um, the Godzilla Biobox Pomer. I think it's Zalortha, um, uh, Strength Incarnate, um, otherwise known as Godzilla King with the Monsters. Three red and green for Legendary Creature Dinosaur. Uh, trample, lethal damage dealt by dealt to creatures I control is determined by its power, then the toughness into 7 3. Um, so obviously, you know, I want creatures with big power unfortunately most of the dinosaurs uh and cards in this in my deck in general uh either have square stats or they have higher toughness than they do power um and there are some that do have higher power than toughness but it's not that significant of a, of a difference it's not like a uh lightning ball has three one um for for two mana so um unfortunately godzilla king of the monsters probably is going to make the deck is not going to make the deck here um, what will likely make the deck, um, so we have uh, Yudaro, a wandering monster. It's a 5 red red for a legendary creature. Dinosaur turtle uh, with trample and haste on an 8-8 eight, eight body. Um, pretty expensive, but it has cycling for 1 in the red. Um, and the interesting part is when I cycle it, I shuffle it back into my uh, library from the graveyard. And if I've exiled a card named Yudaro wandering uh, this card uh, four or more times in this game, I just get to put it onto the battlefield from the graveyard instead of shuffling it in. Um, so it's just a nice way to get to the deck. And if I'm able to pull off Yudaro, um, you know, after cycling it four times, um, you know, all the better for me to be able to do that. Um, get a nice hasty 8-8. Um, Regal Leosaur, who I did talk about in the um, cat type leg, will fit in here because its color com its color identity does fit into what I currently have. So, you know, giving like a nice one-time um, anthem uh, is pretty nice to be able to do. Um, you know, Cloud Piercer uh, is a four in the red, another mutate creature for mutate costs three in the red, um, which has reach. Uh, and whenever this dies, uh, whenever this creature mutates, uh, I may discard a card if I do draw a card. So, you know, just a nice way to get through it a little bit faster. More importantly, upgrade um, a dinosaur to 5-4, uh, you know, probably a dinosaur creature token. Um, and it has nice it has reach, uh, which is a nice thing to deal with some flyers, which I don't have a ton of reach creatures in here. And finally, probably the uh, two other ones that are pretty nice. Um, I have a Quartzwood Crasher. Uh, it's a two red, red, and green for a dinosaur beast. Uh, trample, whenever one or more creatures I control with Trample uh, deal combat damage to a player, I create an XX green dinosaur creature token with Trample, where X is the amount of damage those creatures dealt to that player. Uh, it's a 6-6. Six, six. So um, lots of Trample in this deck. Uh, you know, Gisath himself has Trample, so this would be a nice way to uh, you know make even more dinosaurs to, to push through damage. Um, and then finally, we have Titanoth Vex, uh, 7 green green, so 9 mana for a dinosaur beast with Trample, 11-11 uh, power, which is super, super high, uh, cycling for 1 in the green, and when I, I cycle this creature, uh, I put a Trample, trample counter on a target creature I control. Not every creature in my deck actually has Trample, so being able to grant Trample uh, to creatures uh, is always welcome, uh, especially with some of the big boys that I have in the set. Um... But with that, uh, let's move on to the next deck. Um, so the next deck I have is a deck uh, I call Kestia Enchantment Creature. So it's a pretty typical enchantress deck. Um, my particular twist on Kestia, um, uh, she plays uh, kind of somewhere between going wide and vulnerable. So pretty much every creature, almost every creature in the deck is also an enchantment creature. And I have a ton of other enchantments. Uh, the main enchantments I'm focusing on are... Uh, token uh, totem enchantments, um, as well as bestow creatures. Um, so this is one way to build, you know, Castia bigger. And then if she ends up getting removed in some way, either I have protection from removal by way of totem armor, or I am able to uh, have the creatures come off and ha suddenly have a wide board of creatures. Um, so you know that's pretty nice. Uh, I normally stay away from typical uh, auras, but. I'm really tempted to include uh, classification. Um, I have various, you know, uh, commander, uh, 
or enchantments that grant trample. Um, so Colossification, um, you know, granting plus 20, plus 20, that's pretty much a one-shot uh, commander damage kill. Um, it'll take a turn in the turn rotation, so it might probably will get removed, but if I have enough protection up, um, you know, Castillo could probably get in for lethal uh, with Colossification, so who knows if we'll make it in or not. Uh, we'll see. Um, next up, uh, we have Najila Warriors. Um so Nodila Warriors is kind of a bit of a messy deck, to be quite honest. Um, I basically just try to cram in. There were so many warriors throughout Magic's history that it's really hard to narrow it down sometimes. Um, and so I have a ton of legends. I have 18 legends in the deck, uh, 25 other warriors. I also run a minor Samut sub-theme. Um, and to help with the five color, I run, um, you know, uh, 13 mana rocks, 10 of them, you know, the 10 signets. Um, and, you know, just generally warrior tribal pay payoff. Um, so, you know, there are a bunch of warriors from uh, Ikoria, so we'll just run through them real quickly. Um, Sonorous Halbonder, um, which is two, one Rakdos Rakdos, so one red red, one black black, or one red black for a human warrior with menace. And then each creature I control with menace can't be blocked except by three or more creatures for a 2-2 body. So it's basically just super menace. Um, you know, I don't have a ton of creatures with menace natively, and like I have a couple. Um, but what really works, I have Blood Chin Rager, which is one in the black, a human warrior for two two. Um, and whenever it attacks, each warrior creature I control can't be blocked except by two or more creatures. Basically, it grants everyone menace. Um, so basically, if I have Blood Chin War Rager out and it attacks, and I have Sonora's Howlbonder also out, it turns everyone to basically have super menace. They can't be blocked by three creatures, unless they have three creatures, which is pretty not not insignificant. Um, I also do have uh, Frontier Warmonger, who is another from Commander 20, a three in the red, human warrior on a 4-4, four, four. Um, and whenever one or more creatures attacks a creature opponent or planeswalker, they control... Um, Oh, sorry. Whenever one of one or more creatures attacks one of my opponents or planeswalker they control, those creatures gain menace. So it grants menace to the entire board, including my opponents, if they're attacking someone who's not me. Obviously, I'm going to be attacking someone not me. So it basically grants all my creatures menace. Um, so, you know, that's a nice little wombo combo that I, I'll try to find room to slot in there. Um, you know, we do have uh, one of the partner commanders is Kazur, Ruthless Soldier, who's a human warrior. Um, he comes partnered with the Whale Sark Ukima. Um, and it's a warrior, you know, his, so his, his Kazur's ability is whenever a creature I control deals combat damage to a player, put a plus one, plus one counter on that creature. I do have a minor plus one, plus one counter theme on my creatures. Uh, that said, I'm probably actually going to not put Kazur and Ukima in. Um, mostly because I have an idea for another deck, which I'll talk about at the end of the episode. Um, so they're not going to make it in. Um, I do also have a minor trample sub-theme. Uh, I believe my trample lords are uh, Stonehoof Chieftain, uh, 7 in the green for its center warrior, trample indestructible, 8-8. Eight, eight. Uh, whenever another creature I control attacks, it gains trample indestructible until end of turn. Uh, I also have Kenra Charioteer um, for 2 red and the green. Other creatures I control have trample. Um, you know, Stone Bro, Kosen Hero is trampled whenever a creature I control with trample attacks, it gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. Um, and various creatures I control already have trample naturally. Um, so what Proud Wild Bonner does is two Gruel Gruel, so two red red, two green green, or two red green for a human warrior, trample, 4-3. Uh, creatures I control with trample have, it may deal, uh, Assign its combat damage at though it wasn't blocked. So basically, super trample. So instead of you know killing the creature first before dealing leftover damage, I can just deal damage directly through. So if I'm able to swarm with a lot of trampling creatures, uh, this could kill somebody out of nowhere. Um, so that'd be pretty nice. Um, I also have a species specialist uh, who is a, a two black black for a human warrior two three. Uh, as this creature, as species specialist enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. So I would name warrior because whenever a creature of the chosen type dies, I may draw a card. Um, Honestly, this deck is kind of a bit suicidal where it just throws a bunch of creatures at combat and some are going to die. That's a risk I'm willing to take. Uh, and especially if I'm able to draw cards off of creatures dying, that's super nice. Um, you know, in fact, it might be even better than uh, Raid of Spoils, which is an enchantment I control. It does give a plus one, plus zero boost to all my creatures. And I, you know, I can draw a card um, by paying a life for whenever a creature I control deals damage. Um, you know, dying, you know, or, you know, creatures dying might just be either supplemental or replace this if I need to make a cut. Um, you know, 
Uh, C20 also gave Avenging Hunt Bonder, 3 white white. A human warrior, the double strike. Whenever it attacks, I put a double strike counter on another target attacking creature. It's on the 3-3. Three, three. Um, giving permanent double strike to a creature that doesn't normally have it is pretty big deal, especially with some of the trampling trampling lords um, that I have. Um, it's a little bit slow, um, but it is very powerful. Um, and then... Uh, finally, I have a new legendary warrior, uh, Winota, Joner of Forces, two red and white for legendary human warrior. Uh, whenever a non-human creature I control attacks, look at the top six cards of my library, put a human creature card from among them onto the battlefield, tapped and attacking, and it gains indestructible until end of turn. Uh, put the rest of these cards on the bottom of my library in a random order on a 4-4. So basically what this does is that it allows my non-creatures to dig into my deck to find human warriors. And I have a nice mix of human warriors and non-human warriors, so um, that's really nice. But the real combo here is with Najila. So Najila is the commander, and she has whenever a warrior attacks, I may have its controller create a 1-1 white warrior creature token that's tapped and attacking. So, you know, the the warrior these warrior tokens have to survive combat and make it in the next round. Um, but if they are, um, and I have multiple warriors creatures like one one surviving, um, they are not human. They're just plain warriors. So you know each warrior is going to trigger 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 a Winota, and I just get to dig 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 for you know um, for non human warriors, and those tend to be some of the more powerful ones. So yeah, uh, that's basically uh, Najila Warriors. Um, my final deck that I'm going to be uh, taking a look at uh, is my first deck that I've actually ever built that I still have around. Uh, it is my Omnath Hydra Tribal deck. Uh, this deck is led by Omnath Locus of Rage. Uh, the idea here is that you know, Hydra is like a lot of mana, so what's a good way to get mana? Ramp into it with lands. Uh, what is Omnath Locus of Rage like? It like lands entering the battlefield, so it's a nice, nice little synergy there. I try to include as many uh, Hydras as I can in here. There's a minus elemental theme, though I might be trying to separate that out in the future just to make this deck a little bit more distinct. I'm planning on making an Omnath Locus of the Royal Elementals deck. Um, but in any case, the Hydras from this deck, uh, this set, there's only really one Hydra which I'm, uh, that fits into the color identity of Omnath uh, being ready green um and that is from c20 uh that's the capricopian um it's a goat hydra which is an amazing creature type um for x and green uh it enters the battlefield with x plus one plus one counters on it um so it kind of goes with typical hydra thing scales up with as many lands as i happen to have and it has uh I believe one uh, or some mana cost. I can't, the, the text is a little bit small at the moment. I think two. Um, put a plus one, plus one counter on Capricopian. And then uh, you may reselect which player Capricopian is attacking. Only the player Capricopian is attacking may activate this ability and only during the declare attacker step. Um, and it can attack my its controller. So this is just a nice political play. You know, swing it at somebody and be like, hey, you're going to pay mana to make it even bigger uh, and redirect at somebody else. You're going let to let it take, you're going to take the hit. Um, interestingly, there's actually another card from the uh, Ikoria proper, uh, which is the legendary artifact Ozolith, uh, which is just one mana. Uh, whenever a creature I control leaves the battlefield, if that counters on it, put those counters on the Ozolith. At the beginning of combat on my turn, um, if the Oz if the Ozolith has counters on it, I may move all of the counters from the Ozolith onto target creatures. So. Uh, if I have Hydras, they end up dying. Uh, the power in a lot of Hydras is often in the plus one, plus one counters. So if it gets killed, it's like the mana... This is a nice way to save the mana that I invest turn over turn. Um, if I invest, you know, five mana into Capricopian, that's four, it becomes a four, four. Um, then if it ends up dying in combat for a removal spell, um, you know, then, you know, Ozolith get essentially stores the four plus one plus one counters. So I basically cast another Hydra, um, say again, another, you know, another creature that becomes a four, four with counters. Um, add when that creature attacks, hopefully it has trample, add the four from Capricopian and stack it, that mana I invested never left. This is super powerful for a Hydra tablet. I know it's meant mostly for, um, you know, uh, comp for keyword counters from the set, but uh, this is real nice with plus one plus one counters deck. So um, yeah, those are all the decks that I've currently built um, and currently have in active rotation. Um, there are a couple decks that I've built slash am in the process of rebuilding um, that uh, I that also have some nice stories for my core coming up. Um, 
So first off, we have what I call my Tamiyo Scooby-Doo deck. Uh, so a little bit of explanation on this one. Tamiyo Scooby-Doo started out really as Tamiyo Book Tribal. Um, you know, I like the idea of Tamiyo from the Saddles Over Innistrad block, uh, who's in Bant, um, playing with the Investigate mechanic. Um, that there were enough cards in the Investigate mechanic to be a full deck, but I, there were a lot of cards in Magic History that referenced books or scrolls or libraries. Um, so that ended up becoming the uh, theme of the deck, you know, lots of books, tribal, and so on. Um, and then I added in the global series Painswalkers, uh, uh, Jiang Yanggu and Mu Yanling. Um, you know, whatever you think of that, you know, they're, they're both the, all three of them are planeswalkers based on East Asian uh, influences, um, and so the, you know it was a nice place to put those planeswalkers uh, within an EDH deck. Um, take out some of the less powerful cards, uh, and then with War of the Spark, we got another Mu uh, Jang Yangyu deck, and we got a Mowu specific card. And then I realized that uh, you know there's a little bit of a boar and a dog theme there, so I added in Tulsimir, uh, who also fits into those colors. Um, and his token Voha, and then also Piran Toothy from Battlebond ended up uh, getting in there as another boy and his dog. Uh, from there, uh, come Eldraine, um, you know, people made a very obvious connection between clue tokens and food tokens, um, kind of as artifacts you pay to tap it to activate some effect, either gaining life um, or drawing cards, generally more controlling things, which kind of fit in the theme. So I still haven't yet put in the Eldraine cards that have food tokens on it, into this deck um still looking for like a, a waiting for oko to come down a bit in price but if you think about it you have investigations you have food and you have a born his dog that's basically saggy and scooby-doo um so this is basically my saggy and scooby-doo deck um so you know there's a lot of there are, you wouldn't expect there to be a lot of things from uh ikoria but if you look into the flavor the whole idea of bonders bonders you know connecting with their creatures um, that basically is kind of boring his dog theme. Uh, and so specifically Keenan, uh, who is the, uh, Simic Mythic, uh, so it's, uh, blue and green for Keenan Bondry Prodigy, a legendary creature, human druid. Whenever I tap a non-land permanent for mana, add one mana of any type that permanent produced. Um, so a bit more with, a you know, uh, mana door tribal, which I don't really have here. Um, and then five green and blue. Look at the top five cards of my library. Put a non-creature card from them among them onto the battlefield and the rest of the bottom library in the random order, 2-2. Two, two. I definitely would not be abusing Keenan to his fullest potential here, but it's still nice uh, to think about having him as a, uh, you know, another saggy in the deck. Um, that said, you know, I still have to add in all of this stuff from Eldraine, so I'm, I'll have to see which of the cards um, flavored for Bonders actually end up making it into the deck. Um, maybe some of the Bonders or Mentors, but we'll see. Um, anyway, aside from uh, Tamiyo, uh, Scooby-Doo, uh, we also have Arixmethy's Sea Monsters. So, you know, the Sea Monster uh, kind of batching is... Uh, based off of a quest, to, uh, quest for Ula's Temple, which is a... Uh, enchantment that uh, allows you to um, essentially search through your deck um, uh, to basically look like look at the top card of the library um, and reveal it if it's uh, if it's a creature card um, if there are enough uh, if there are enough quest counters on it um, you know I may uh, put um, a Kraken, a Leviathan, Octopus, or Serpent from my hand onto the battlefield. Um, and so those are kind of like the main ones. Now, over the years, I've kind of added in some other flavorful uh, creatures um, that match up, um, you know, giant fish, um, whales, um, squid in general, jellyfish even, um, you know, kind of make a more general sea creature deck. But, um, you know, it kind of lost some of the identity in that process. So with Eldraine, uh, having a lot more actually secrets and kind of the ones I'm most excited for are Sarks, um, actually. Um, I'm actually going to end up splitting this deck out into having one for traditional sea monster sea monsters, the uh, Krakens, Octopus, Leviathans, um, and Serpents. Um, there are a couple, you know, uh, Sea Dweller Octopus um, is a, a mutate, Sea Dash Octopus is a mutate creature, uh, one white, green, wait, sorry, one blue, blue, or one blue mutate. For a Flash Octopus, uh, when this creature deals combat damage to a player, draw a card, so a nice little cantrip there, 2-2. Uh, two, two. Um, Omnis Seas is a one in a blue for a, uh, enchantment that whenever I draw a card, 
put a um, a four shadow counter on it, um, and then whenever I can remove eight four shadow counters, I just make an eight eight kraken, uh, which I'm already doing. Um, and then there's Archipelagor, which is two, which is five uh, blue blue or five blue mutate for a Leviathan. And whenever it mutates, tap up to X target creatures where X is the number of times it's mutated, and those creatures don't untap until the next untap step. So clear the way for some attackers going on. Um, yeah, I mean those are basically what I can put in from here. Um, and I'll talk about the smaller creatures, uh, and then the, the, the smaller sea creature deck, um, you know, that's kind of be going to be built up of uh, the ones from, from uh, Ikoria that I'm most excited for, all the Sarks um, going in there. Unfortunately, it's going to be Simic, so uh, the Sky Sark, the, the, the Azorius Sky Sark that's a partner commander, and then the uh, blue-black Whale Wolf commander uh, won't be fitting it into here. Um, but still, like, a Simic one is something that I'm maybe going to be building out. Um and then the final deck that I currently have that I need to tweak out a little bit further that's going to have updates from here, from Ikoria. Um, so I had an Angel Tribal deck for a long time. And Angel Tribal is just really hard to get to work right just because it's super expensive. All the Angels are super expensive. Um, white is a terrible color for ramp. Mono White is a terrible color for ramp in, in Commander. Even if I go to Boros, it's not super great. Um, and then obviously there are a couple of black angels I wanted to fit in, but for the sake of, you know, um, just because there was so many white I needed to pay attention to, that trying to fit in, fit in black as a color um, wasn't really working. And then, so we have the commander deck with Janeiro Kudro, who's the human, you know, commander deck. Um, what I'm thinking here is that, you know, there's another card actually. Um, it's a Dranith Magistrate, one and a white. Uh, human Wizard, when your opponents cannot cast spells from anywhere other than their hands on a 1-3. Um, in Commander, this actually makes it so, it's a bit tricky because if you play this card, your opponents can't cast their Commander and you can put it down as early as a turn too. Um, this made me think of like a lot of other great historical hate bears. Um, and specifically, you know, you have Athalia, Garden of Thrabes, uh, one in white, legendary human soldier, first strike. Uh, Non-creature spells cost one more to cast, it's two one. <clears throat> and then you also have uh, um, Thalia, Heretic Cathar, uh, which is two in a white for three two, legendary human soldier. Uh, first strike creatures and non-basic lands your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. Um, and there's a very vast number of other, you know, ha um, uh, hate bears um, in throughout Magic's history, and a lot of them are humans. Um, and with the human tribal deck coming into play, what if I made the early turn, the early half of my deck, end up being humans, um, specifically hate bear humans that slow things down, uh, and then. As I am able to delay the game long enough, I'm able to come out with uh, the more powerful, um, the more powerful angels, and this allows me, you know, if Jarena, um, you know, is a uh, or Jarena is a one is a back, is a Mardu color commander, one red, white, and black for a legendary human soldier. Um, when it ends the battlefield, create a one one white human soldier for a number of times command has been cast. Humans get plus two plus oh on a three three. Then you know. That basically opens up the black colors for the angels I've been wanting to put in. Um, this lets me play Kalia, Zen Seeker, or um, you know Kalia of the Vast as a as a angel tutor. Basically, um, allows me to play um, you know uh, uh, some of the black angels um, that I, I've been wanting to play. So um, yeah, this is, this might be actually there might be something to this. I have to play it a little bit more before I actually end up building it. Um, this might be a way I make my angel tribal like actually viable by making it a angel human tribal. There's actually some nice synergies um, with decks that have uh, angels and humans together. Um, kind of a notable one um, is uh, angels of humans uh, of uh, angel of glorious rise five white white so seven mana for an angel with flying four six uh, when it enters the battlefield exile zombies not super relevant but return all human pizza cards from the graveyard to the battlefield so that's like a human uh thing on a on an angel um you also have uh angel of a uh, herald of war three white white angel uh attacks get a plus one plus one counter it's a three three um and angel spells and human spells cost one less to cast for each plus one plus one counter on it so that's ramp uh, on an angel for humans and warrior of angels um angel angelic overseer as long as i control a human um this five three angel has hexproof and indestructible um 
And then, you know, another thing is that humans are really good at pumping out small human uh, human tokens. Um, but if I'm able to get Divine Visitation Town, those all turn into angels. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is basically, I think, the way I'm going to be going with this deck. Um, anyway, in addition to decks that I have already built, um, decks that I've built but I still need to tweak out to make, you know, v more viable, there are decks I have concepts for and now these aren't all the decks i have concepts for um but these are the ones that i have that you know either came about as a result of uh ikoria cards or that would fit into card decks that i'm still kind of spitballing out there um so obviously you know there's a jeskai commander tribal deck uh, led by gavi um who makes commander cost free so there's gonna be a lot of good staples for a commander tribal deck I'm not entirely sure which color I want to take into it. So obviously I can stick with the Jeskai. There's a lot of good payoffs in Ikoria proper that's that synergizes with the cycling tribal going on here. That said, I had been planning an es an Esper um, cycling deck with Zur the Enchanter, the the guy who essentially lets you tutor up a three cost enchantment creature, or sorry, a three cost enchantment to the battlefield. And a lot of the really good in uh, cycling payoffs, specifically Astral Slide or Drake Haven, all cost three mana. Um, so still not entirely sure which direction to take that. I could go just greenless, but I already have one of decks like those with um, what's their name, uh, Brea, uh, the Thought Torch Assembly Worker. So I'm not sure if I want to do another color in that color identity. Um, still need to figure that out. Um, I do have a deck called uh, Mono Green Legendary Menagerie and just big creatures. Uh, generally, just you know, appeasing the Timmy in me. Um, basically, I just want to take all the big, dumb green legendary creatures and put them in. It's kind of got inspired by Questing Beast. Uh, it's like a dumb legendary creature in Gothoma from Battlebond. Um, big green legendary creatures. Um, the one here. Uh, is Kogla the Titan Ape. Uh, it is a legendary creature ape uh, for three green, 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 so six mana. Uh, whenever it enters the battlefield, fight up another target creature. Whenever it attacks, destroy target, artifact, or enchantment. Uh, and one in the green, return target human control to its owner's hand and gain indestructible on a 7-6. Just dumb big green legendary creature. Um, the fun of that deck would be able to just like randomly pick a a legendary commander from the deck until you know until so just play a different commander each time um let's see i have as i mentioned before uh omnath logos of royal i'm planning on making an elemental tribal deck um you know the the elementals seem to be focused uh somewhat in uh timur colors so there's just a lot of here i'm not going to name all of the creatures here though um you know uh eluna uh which is uh, one of the um the legendary uh, mythics um, of the beasts uh, fits into the hair, and then there's also an elemental, another elemental dinosaur. I think Kaglex, the the head of the Teamer Spellslinger uh, commander deck, uh, would fall in here as well. Um, let's see. I have a Seb McKinnon deck. I'm been planning out. It's an Esper, it's an Esper color deck, led by Aminato, the Planeswalker. Um, Sam McKinnon in the set, uh, didn't, he, he worked mostly on the five mythos, uh, which unfortunately none of them fall on the Esper color identity, so I can't use any of those. But he did make uh, Essence Scatter, um, which is a nice, uh, you know, counter target uh, creature spell, uh, counter spell. So that will probably find its way into the deck. Um, I do have an idea for a Snake Tribal deck. I wasn't really sure who the commander would be. I think I might be going with. Um, how do you pronounce it? Zithris? Um, it's the it's the snake, um, the flying snake. You know, snakes on this plane. Um, yeah, it's like a two green, uh, so two and a team are green, blue, and red. Uh, for a snake leviathan, um, doesn't fit into the leviathan deck I talked about. Uh, it's a flying three five. Whenever an opponent draws a card, except the first one, they draw in each of their uh, so uh, draw a card except for the first, they draw in each of their draw steps. Create a one one green snake creature token. Whenever it deals combat damage, you and that creature draws that many cards. Um, so, you know, Snake Tribal, this is more about, this is less so about the wheel effects that you want to put into this kind of deck if this were, if I think most people are going to take this deck and just play straight Snake Tribal, just play a ton of snakes, um, pump up, pump up the snakes, including this one, um, make your snakes unblockable. Um, yeah, I think Xeris is, is the way I'm going to do Snake Tribal. I'm not sure what I would put, uh, with the red. Um, anyway, um, let's see, uh. One deck that I, that's really fun that I came up with uh, was the no generic mana cost tribal deck. Uh, so this one was kind of inspired by the ultimatum cycle that got completed. So these are the five seven mana um, 
uh, spells um, that got uh, you know completed. These originally were in the Alara block. Um, the those were shards. Um, now these are the Weds ultimatums that finally got completed. So you know, this got me thinking: what are other uh, cycles in Magic that have no um, uh, ma generic mana cost in them? Um, and looking through them, I actually found that they're about you know, uh, in modern frame only, there are about maybe about 130 or so, which is actually enough for two different decks. Um, breaking it down further, the ones that they came up with, so I, a lot, of, so about half of them were Ravnica focused. Um, you know, so one of the deck is I'm gonna I'm gonna call my two color no generic mana cost tribal, um, and not strictly so, but essentially this one would be left by Niv Mizzet Reborn from the. Uh, um, Ward of Spark, Dragon Avatar, you know, Wuberg, man converted mana cost 6-6. Six, six. Uh, whenever it ends the battlefield, reveal the top 10 cards of your library. For each color pair, uh, choose a card of those, exactly of those colors, and put them into my hand in the rest of the bottom of the library. Um, so basically, I just want to play a bunch of two mana, two color pairs. Um, so the ones I came up with, there's actually 30 guild mages. So these are all the the, the 10 guild mages, there have been three Ravnets sets. Each one has had a guild mage that costs exactly two mana in the colors of the guilds. Um, some of them are two hybrid mana, and then some of them are just uh, one of each color, basically. Um, so that's, you know, 30 guild mages um, in Ra in Ravnica guild, uh, you know, uh, guilds of Ravnica and um, Ravnica Allegiance. There was the CCDD Uncommons, which were two of each color in the, co in the color pair. Um, and then uh, there are also the charms, the 10 charms from the original Ravnica block, um, which are nice, you know, instants uh, to have on hand. Um, you know, I decided to opt for having about uh, 11 to 15 cards that actually, well, three of the cards, I'm just going to do Mana Rocks, Commander Sphere, Chromatic Lantern, and Arcane Signet, which kind of need to do for something with this crazy mana base. Um, but also about 11 cards that are related to the gates. Um, so obviously if I'm running Ravnica stuff, might as well run the 10 gates in there, um, plus the other gates and mazes and as a win condition. And so might as well put all the gate payoffs. I currently actually have my gate payoffs in a uh, Tazri Allies color deck. This is my first five color deck, but I'm probably going to take that out when Zendikar comes around and hopefully gives us more allies. So this will be a nice little home for the um, for the gate payoffs. Um, so that's one. Uh, the other deck uh, is my three color uh, no generic mana cost tribal. Um, so obviously this was inspired by um, the 10 ultimatums between the five Sars and the five uh, Wedges. Um, on top of that, we actually also have, um, let's see, we have five mo uh, 10 more charms, um, actually 15. We have the five uh, charms from Tarkir, the five charms from Alara, all of them three mana, and then the Elder Dragons who are um, Sards have uh, charms as well. Um, and then we have the, fi the five ascendancies from Tarkir as well. Um, so, you know, that's like, you know, 10, 5, 10, 25. That's like 30 cards. So about another six, 30 or so I want to put in the deck. Um, so looking at it, there's actually a cycle in Saddlemore and Eventide of hybrid cards. Um, and there were there was a cycle of 10 uh, three-mana cards um, of, of the various uh, color pairs, um, you know, and then there was also the demi, what's known as the demigod cycle, and these were five, five color. These are all the avatars, um, five CMC cards that are all um, hybrid cards. Um, and on top of that, Eldraine also had four mana uh, uncommons that are all, you know, all hybrid mana costs. Um, so I think hybrid mana costs go well with these three color decks. I'm gonna have Progenitus be the lead. Um, so yeah, that would basically be the, um, there's actually also a, a one mana CM2. I think those are a little bit low impact for um, an ED8. So I'm just gonna stick with the three and five uh, cycle from Saddlemore Eventide, and then also the uh, four mana cycle from Eldraine of all hybrid cards to complement the three mana cards from uh, Tarkir, Lara, and um, Ikoria. Um, so yeah, and then on top of that, let's see, I mentioned earlier uh, Kazur and Okima, um, that's the werewolf that's un that's uh, unblockable, and then the human partner that that boosts it for every time it has a, it, um, it deals combat damage. I was thinking, and this is kind of inspired by, coincidentally, um, Saffron Olive put out a Infect, uh, $35 Infect tribal deck, and that got me thinking, you know, if Okima, the werewolf, is unblockable, why don't we go ahead and, you know, do a bunch of similar things, put in a bunch of, you know, the infect creatures, have a little bit of proliferate in there, give Ukima 
infect uh, and since he's unblockable you know make him get make make him get through add a bunch of protection like you know, one mana hex proof um you know protection uh, maybe throw in classification in there as well um you know just what i need to do to get essentially 10 damage uh in fact through unblockable and the nice thing with ukima is when he dies he deals damage um equal to his power to um you know a target creature and i gain that much life well if he's getting bigger as he's attacking and he has infect, you know, do you really want to kill Ukima? Because if you do, he's going to end up dealing a bunch of infect damage to you. Um, so yeah, that's something I'm going to be playing around with. Um, you know, I have other decks that kind of just kind of highlight everything of a mechanic. Um, one thing is that obviously we have these Godzilla cards that um, have alternate art, the Godzilla treatment cards. Um, and a lot of them, notice them, either dealt with keyword counters or mutate. Um, so what if I just did a deck with all of the mutate cards and all of the keyword counter cards, kind of like an Ikoria mechanic deck and just throw them all together and see how that turns out. Um, specifically using the Godzilla cards as a commander, um, you could feasibly use uh, Surgeon General from the Silver Water set as the mutate commander, though um, maybe that might be another five color commander that kind of fits more with the Kaiju theme. Um, we'll see. I haven't looked into it too deeply, but that's something I've been thinking about. Um, there is uh, Bralin and Shabraz. Uh, they are a partner commander pair from the Jeskai tribal deck. Uh, Bralin is a Sky Sark order, a three in a red, a human summon, partners with Shabraz. Whenever I discard a card, put a plus one, plus one counter on him, and it, and it deals one damage to each opponent, and then target Sark gets trampled until end of turn, so three, three. And then Shabraz is a Sark bird, great creature type, uh, flying when I draw a card, um, then put a plus one, plus one counter on Shabraz, and I gain one life. And then uh, target human gains flying until end of turn for white or blue, and it's a 3-3. Three, three. So, you know, the typical thing people, I think, would do here would be either just do a bunch of wheels or do cycling, which makes sense. It's in the cycling tribal deck. I think I'm going to build something around them because I really like the idea of a Sky Sark flying around. But instead of going full-on wheels, because I already have another wheel deck I, I kind of want to build that straight is it. Um, maybe just having it just be straight up looting or rummaging um, as the way to draw or discard basically and trigger that and not do you know cycling uh, as the mechanic just because I want to put the, all the cycling payoffs on the cycling deck. We'll see. Um, we also have uh, Kelsian the Plague, uh, who is a, um, a, a, a uh, I think he's an assassin. Um, he's a vigilance and haste uh, for red, white, and black. Uh, he gets plus one, plus one for each experience counter I have, and uh, tap deals one damage to target creature I don't control. Whenever that creature dies this turn, I gain an experience counter. Um, uh, there are two other uh, experience counter uh, commanders that also fit into this color identity. Uh, Daxos the Returned, one white and black. Whenever I catch an enchantment spell, I gain an experience counter, and I can create black spirit enchantment creature token uh, with power and toughness equal to the number of experience counters. And we have Kalemne, uh, two uh, red and white a giant soldier. Double strike vigilance whenever I cast a creature spell with convert mana cost five or greater, get an experience counter and get plus one plus one counter for each experience counter I have. Um, so basically what this lets me do is um, Kelsian as the commander can probably do commander damage by just building up uh, experience counters or at the very least getting pretty beefy. Um, and then, you know, I'm thinking enchantments or creatures that grant uh, death touch um, to Kelsian uh, so that his pain can just mow down creatures I think would be super useful. Maybe an untap as well just to, to enable that, um, you know. Uh, so some other companions that also, um, you know, that, that slot into obvious places. Um, Lurus, uh, who is the white-black companion and only needs creatures uh, 3 CMC or lower. Um, I would probably pair that with Ailey, um, uh, the Eternal Pilgrim, uh, who likes to sacrifice creatures for life gain. Just a lot of shenanigans going on there. The Lurus might be getting expensive because he's in just every format, I feel. Um, Riel um, is a, uh, is it Mythic uh, from Ikoria? Slots into wheels. Um, Amore is a black-green ooze uh, that might will eventually fit into ooze tribal. I don't think that deck is quite there yet. Um, and then Yorion is the 4-5 um, Azorius bird companion that needs... Well, you can't play him as a, com as a companion, unfortunately, because um, you need the deck to be more than uh, 20 cards more than the limit, which you can't do in Commander. But if you play him in the 99, um, he's just a nice, you know, mass blinker, basically. 
Um, so yeah, those are all of my EDH decks. Um, just some other stuff that kind of catches my eye for other formats. Um, you know, there is, uh, so as, I, as I've mentioned elsewhere, um, I play a version of um, of Burn in Modern uh, I call 20 Bolt, um, which is basically just me playing uh, as many bolts as possible, one mana for three damage to any target. Um, you know, light, Lightning Bolts, Rift Bolts, Fiery Tempers, um, Skewer the Critics. Um, you know, those are bolts, supposedly. Um, and most of them either cost one or three mana. So we have Obos the Playpiercer, who's three Rakdos Rakdos for Hellion Horror Companion. Uh, the starting deck must contain only cards with odd converted mana costs and lands, which I could easily do. I think the biggest loss would be losing Eidolon of the Great Ravel, um, but a lot of my other cards are one or three CMC. Um, and if a source I control with an odd converted mana cost would deal damage to a permanent or a player, it deals double that damage to that permanent or player instead for, you know, this is on a three, five body. Um, basically, this would just maybe help me get a little bit more reach, like make my... Um, my my lightning bolts have a little bit more oomph. Uh, the tricky part would be getting actually two five mana at that point because likely most burn games want to be done by then. But maybe that's the point. Like if I can get to five mana, if I am able to get to five mana, I really do need the help to be finishing people off. And Obos could help us do the last little bit of damage. Um, and finally, um, my oathbreaker decks, I tend to play. Um, you know, uh, basically by as planeswalker tribal. Um, so I have a Gideon Planeswalker Tribal deck. I have a um, I have a Chandra Planeswalker Tribal deck. I have a bunch of other decks from the Gatewatch I'm planning. Um, I've actually been planning one since Eldvain for the big monster hunters, and this is uh, Garrick and Vivian. Garrick would be the the commander um, because of his black green identity. Um, but Vivian slots in nicely, um, and there's a new Vivian in the set. Um, Vivian, Monsters Advocate, uh, three green green for Vivian Planeswalker. Uh, I may look at the top card of the library at any time, and I may cast card, creature cards from the top of my library, uh, create a 3-3 three, three green beast creature token, put a Vigilance Reach or Trample counter on it, and then minus two. Uh, when I gain my next, cast my next creature spell this turn, search my library for a creature spell with lesser converted mana cost and put it on the battlefield and scry um, and then suffer my library, uh, three CMC. So yeah, I mean, this is just Vivian. It slots pretty much into the Vivian uh, Oathbreaker deck. Um, in any case, uh, this has been the, that's basically the wrap of everything I want to put in my decks from Ikoria. I'm sure there'll be more coming up. Um, question to you, what decks do you have that you're interested in building uh, based on this deck? Are there any cards or any of the decks that I've mentioned that you think I'm missing that I need to include? Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, speaking of, you know, this is the first instance of me casting this cut pod properly. Um, so, you know, I'm not quite sure exactly what you might want to be looking at. I'm thinking maybe in the next, um, the next episode, I'll probably be talking about how my drafting experience online has been uh, for Ikoria. Um, but let me know if there's anything else about the way that you play Mousy that you want me to talk about. Um, you know, you can reach out with ideas or feedback on Twitter. Um, you can find me at EtherVortexPod at A E T H E R V O R T E X P O D or via email at into the EtherVortex at gmail.com. Um, Sorry, into the Ether Vortex podcast at gmail.com. Um, my architect with all my decks list is, li- is linked uh, in the show notes, and the username is Ninjaboy. That's N I N J A B O I. I also stream Magic Arena every Friday night at Ninjaboy333 on Twitch. Again, boy with an I. The intro and outro music is provided by Kevin MacLeod. Uh, you can see more of his stuff at incompetech.filmmusic.io. Editing and production is provided by Ninja Boy Medium. Until next time, may your lamps be plentiful, but not be too plentiful. I'll see you next time on the Aether Vortex. Bye, guys.